daydreaming about dragons. We're back. So back in the prehistory of gaming and podcasting, I was on. A, I was blessed to be on a show called Sons of Cryos, and I worked with the immensely talented Jeff Lauer and and then the uh, amazing artist Storm Cook joined us, and it was good times. And back then we had this thing we would do called good sentences, where I would literally just say a sentence that is useful at the gaming table. And I'm gonna I'm going to bring that back for this for this thing. I feel like there's a sentence I've been saying a lot and I've been hearing a lot. Uh, I mean I, I I think I stole it from Strash and it's in my gaming lexicon now and I want to drop it off off to you and you can tell me what you think of it. It's really dead simple. Ready for this sentence? What does that look like? Right? What does that look like? There was a huge kerfluffle, not huge, there was a thing, a cool Twitter thread that I will try to find and link. I might not be able to find it. I'll see if I can find it. About playing D&D and saying, you know, I rolled to hit the, the, you know, the evil baron. Okay, roll to hit. And then, but when you go to try to convince someone of something, you have to say exactly what your charismatic character would say. Okay, and I think both of them have the same weight and and the same solution. Right? I I, I hit the duke. Cool. What what does that look like as you hit? Or let's roll to see what it looks like, and then we'll we'll narrate it. Okay. Uh, I rolled a one. Okay. Cool. The, you you roll and you you hit the duke a, a good solid shot. But you didn't realize he had chainmail underneath his jerkin, and you you hit the chain, and you know it a, a thrust that would have killed him just slides off the chainmail, and he grins. Cool. What does that look like? Uh, I go up to the 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 prison guards and I I talk them into letting me pass. Cool. What does that look like? Oh well, you know, I, I know these folks. I've grew I grew up in this castle. So I you know, like ask about the guy's family and blah blah blah. You don't actually actually have to have the conversation to describe your character being socially adept. You don't even have to have the conversation to live in that moment and feel like you're there. You can just describe how the conversation goes. Cool, roll it. Let's see how it goes. You know? Sometimes I'll ask them to describe it after the roll happens. That way, they don't describe something awesome, and then they whiff, because that's frustrating, right? What does that look like? And you can offer, hey, you know, maybe it looks like this. Especially when a character who's supposed to be good at something continually misses, you know? The dice are just not making their character look cool that day. You'd be like, yeah, you're hitting, but you're just not hitting hard enough to penetrate the armor, this dragon has, has rough scales, and you're used to you know, dueling on the street, and it's showing. Cool. Awesome. That's something fictional we can take in and, and use later. What does that look like? And it doesn't have to be a, a, a question just to that person. It can be to the table. Right? What does it look like? Player says they do something. What does it look like? And especially when players are new to new to gaming or new to a system and they're playing it for the first time and they want to 
you know, it's, it's a lot. Roll this to hit, roll that to damage, roll this here, roll this that there. Roll the die, cool, you hit, and that's going to kill the goblin. Tell me what that looks like. Oh, cool, my character has a warhammer, so I just hit him and in the chest and, and, you know, break his sternum and the goblin falls and, and chokes on his own blood. Cool. Sounds good. You know, I drive his ribs through his lungs. Great. I hit him in the head and he falls over. Okay. And that will also give you, that will let you know where that player is with, with, with how they feel the tone of the game is. You know, are they on the same page as you or not? It's a good way to gauge, good way to read a temperature of the room and the table. Tell me what that looks like. And it can be done when they're doing something that's really dangerous. And you want to just know, are they going to trigger the trap? I know that this desk that this, you know, wizard merchant has is trapped. And I know where the trap is. So I'm at the desk. I'm just going to search the desk. Cool. What does that look like? Uh, I open up the drawers. Real. I'm trying to go fast because I know there are guards around, but I'm trying to also be quiet, but definitely more, you know, all right, are you being fast or are you being quiet? Which, which is more of the priority? Definitely fast. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. You open a drawer, a poison dart hits you. Uh, you know, roll reflex safe. See if you flip, flinch away in time. What does that look like? You know, show me, tell me about it, you know? It's a nice tool. Gets you in the moment. That's what I like about gaming. It's what I like about it. Different people like different things. I like when the mechanics help us all get in that moment and create situations that we would have never created for ourselves. If I want to create something for myself, I sit down and I write. I get my cat on my lap, keyboard on my lap, with the cat. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I sit down comfortably and write. It's lovely. But it's a very different sport than getting together with friends, sitting at a table, you know, eating munchies and, and rocking out. Very, very different thing. Similar, some, some muscles are the same, but it's a very, very different sport. So what does that look like? Tell me what you say when you want to know more about what your players are doing. Tell me how you prompt them to get them to describe things. Because, again, we don't, it, you're not saying, like, hey, you've got to give a monologue here, right? You're not, don't, this isn't about putting pressure on a player to be creative. Oh, my players are so uncreative. Well, do you ask them? I hear, that's a, it's, a, it's a common kvetch I hear online. Kvetch is Yiddish for complaining. Oh, my players, they don't describe things. They just roll, and then they tell me the damage. Cool. Ask them. Ask them. You know, I just did 32 points of damage to the one guard. Cool. What does that look like? You, he's dead. What does that look like? Oh, cool. Yeah, my sword goes, you know, right through. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. What does it look like? Just get them in the moment. Get them in the moment. Get yourself in the moment. Get, bring everybody in. All right. Let's see what the inspiration goat has to say today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. One second, one second, inspiration. Go, don't do it yet. Don't bleat, don't bleat. One more thing. You don't have to be a GM to do this. You can be a player, right? Uh, the cleric comes over to you and says, I heal you for five points. Of four, five points. You get five hit points back. You're like, cool, what does that look like? 
Do you say a prayer? What are the prayers to your God look like? Let's just take a minute. Now, sometimes you're in the middle of combat. You want things to flow. You don't want this to happen. But sometimes you, you have a second, you know? Things have slowed down. You've got to look up a rule. What does it look like when your character heals someone up? Do you, do you put your hand on me? Do you have to put your hand on my skin? Do you just put it on my armor? Put it on my head? What's going on? What do the, what do the rights of your deity look like? You don't have to be a GM to do this stuff. That's it. That's my little postscript. Inspiration go. Bring it. Good one, Inspiration Goat. All right, let's talk about that. What we've got today is the Deadwood movie. And I want to talk about that specifically because, if you don't know, Deadwood was a TV show on uh, a Western, kind of gritty, on not kind of gritty, real gritty, uh, very stylized, kind of cool way of speaking. And... It was off the air for years, almost a decade. And then it came back and finished up with a movie. And I think there are interesting lessons to learn there in gaming, particularly when a game goes offline for a while, you can't play for a bit, and then everyone gets back together and you want to play again. And I think Deadwood does this in interesting ways, right? And they had to because it was 10 years later, the actors all looked older, so they had to push the timeline down. And I think that's the lesson we need to learn. Uh, it is If you don't play for a couple years, move things on in the game a bit, right? You don't have to move generations past the characters and, and start something entirely new, but maybe you do. Maybe you're done. Maybe that had kind of run its course and that's why things fizzled out. Maybe not. Maybe it fizzled out because life happens, because someone had a kid, because your careers change, someone moves, who knows. But I think there are interesting lessons to learn there, and when there's a long gap in a game, even if it's just a month or two, uh, maybe you do something in the game to reflect that so you don't have to jump back in the next day in game time, months later in your time, and it, it causes this, this kind of dissonance where the game suddenly feels very different than how the players feel about it, right? It, 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 I, like, I like it when something in real life can reflect in the game. And so if you take that time, you know, if you haven't gamed in two years and you decide, all right, let's just start a whole new campaign and move the timeline 100 years and return to this world we love and have, you know, lovingly built together and lived in together and, you know, worn in like a shoe... A good shoe, a nice smelly shoe, the kind of shoe you love to put on on your day off, that kind of shoe. And you've worn in this shoe, but you haven't worn it in a really long time. The shoe metaphor is going to die real fast. It's, it's, it's heading there. Don't, don't, don't look for it anymore. Uh, age it all. Push it forward. Push the timeline forward. See how that... You can also do that when... You, you take some time off and you want to push the timeline forward to the next interesting incident, right? Maybe the players had, had maybe the, you know, the king had been killed and you wanted to you know, make sure that the, the throne had been settled well and now it's 100 years later, right? And the person who you put on the throne is aging. You want to make sure that maybe it's another throne issue. Maybe you want to change things from a throne to a republic. Who knows what it is? But you can also hit the fast-forward button, which is something we do in Burning Wheel a lot, to find the next situation. And that situation is with a capital S. And 
it can it can help you if the if the, your wheels are kind of spinning in a game. The fast forward button can be useful for that too. But specifically, as it pertains to Deadwood, I want to talk about the fast forward button as a way to get you back into a game that you've wandered away from for a while. There's a real time, real life calendar gap. <coughs> Excuse me. And you want to reflect that in the game somehow. So that's what I'm taking from Deadwood today, is jumping ahead in the timeline for a game to reflect uh, you know, a real scheduling problem. You don't have to do it every time, and sometimes you don't want to go back to that at all. You know, New games have come out, maybe you've moved on, maybe it's time to start something new. But if you're really eager to get back to that, then perhaps, 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 Hit the fast forward button, find the place in the game that feels like how you feel about the setting right now, so that you're not in just like the next day of adventuring, you are in a different place. Um, I did this in my Stars Without Number game. Uh, we hadn't gamed in a couple years, we took some time off. I moved, uh, things zigged when they should have zagged. and. Here we are, it's been two years, we haven't played Stars Without Number, let's get that game going again. And what I did is I said, your, your characters have been in jail for a couple years for doing stuff, and there's a war going on, and so a bunch of records have been lost. Uh, a bunch of data was corrupted, and among the, things that were, among the data pieces that were corrupted were your prison records, and so they, don't, they can't hold you because they no longer have the ability to hold you. Uh, because they don't know why they're holding you anymore. It is lost. Lost to the data war. So they're back out. And it was a nice way to change the characters a little bit. Uh, it was a nice way to bring a new character in, because we could say, hey, you serve time with this guy, so you know him and trust him, because there's a new player in the game. It worked really well for us. I felt like it was good. And it allowed me to fast forward things with the faction turns a little bit. I didn't do that as much as I should have. But I think that was another, another tool, another good part of that. So fast forward button. Fast forward button to reflect things that, you know, when you're, you're gone from a game for a while. Apocalypse World has a cool tool for this called Love Letters, uh, which is a way of making like a mechanic, you know, kind of a ruling for, or a rule for, uh, for when someone's gone from a game. And that can be fun too. You know, hey, you've been gone for a couple weeks. Make a roll. You know, you were out hunting. Let's see how you did. You know, are you coming back wounded? Are you coming back with a treasure? Are you coming back with a clue? What's, what, what, was, what was up with your character? Uh, I remember a friend of mine was, had to be gone from like the first three quarters of a game. And so I said that his character was, you know, his character was, uh, was dwarven, like in the Tolkien fantasy sense. And I said, you know, your character is, is, uh, celebrating a, a holy day in the, dwarven, in the Dwarven calendar. And so when he came back, there was a reason why he had been gone. Anyway, that's what I'm throwing out there. If you've had experience with that, let me know. All right, let's move to the outro. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to know how to support the show or what that would look like, uh, you can hit the support the show button or there's a link in the show notes. Or you can buy my book. There's also a link to that, The Dictionary of Moo. 
Uh, it is a swords and sorcery science fantasy Mars setting for the Sorcerer RPG. Uh, set up like a dictionary. And let me know what you think. It's got, I've got a couple dozen copies left before I have to go to the next printing. So pick it up. And if those options don't work for you, that's cool. Just drop me an email. Drop me a tweet. Uh, hit me up on the Anchor app and send me a message. Let me know what's going on at your gaming table or how these ideas and techniques inspire you or what they make you think of or what is inspiring you. So let me know. My email is judd, J-U-D-D dot K-A-R-L-M-A-N at gmail.com. And my tweet, Twitter is also in the show notes, J-U-D-D underscore of underscore cryos, K-R-Y-O-S. And I'd love to hear from you. Keep this conversation going. I hope things are going well. And I will see you later with some canned peaches. All right. Have a good one.